0: welcome to luna the podcast
1: my name is carolina salazar also known as the carolina lifestyle on tiktok and instagram my goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality talk about all things holistic health and wellness and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self thank you so much for being here and i look forward to seeing you in the show hello you guys welcome back to luna the podcast i hope you guys are doing amazing i hope you're having a good day i am recording this live from Brasilia, from brazil as you guys know if you've listened to the last episode i am here and i'm gonna be here for actually two whole months i feel like i'm having this moment of reconnecting to my roots and to my just true self and to my culture and my ancestors because it's been six years since i haven't been to brazil and so It's just been really cool and I'm staying with Pedro's family so that's been also a really new moment and just a really special moment and for today's episode we are back with a guest episode and you're in for a treat. I sat down with Christina Muccio also known as Mooch. Mooch is the co-founder of 90 Day CEO and she's also an athlete and a fitness instructor. She just has this amazing energy to her. She's a Sagittarius. And around two months ago, I actually met her in person in New York. And that was the first time that we ever met. The event was organized by this social club in New York called The Board. And it was a really fun event. It was a fitness class taught by her. It was kind of like a hate class. And at the end of the event there was also some time for networking and like coffee chatting just chatting with different people and that was really fun so I got to chat with her a little bit and I really enjoyed her energy and our conversation and I knew she had to come on the podcast so we had a really really great conversation about her career story how to navigate feeling stuck and also how to change hearing no to actually building your confidence and what it can truly mean for you We also talked about changing narratives, breaking out of patterns, making scary choices, and also breaking down money beliefs and building more self-trust. And then at the end, we also get into her spiritual awakening and how you can attract and call in what you really, really want and lean away from societal shoulds, as well as navigating grief. So we got into so many cool topics. You're going to have a really fun time listening to this conversation, I'm sure. And so without further ado, let's dive into the episode. I hope you love it. And I'll see you on the other side. I am sitting here today with Mooch, also known as Christina Muchio We met recently at an amazing event in New York that was organized by the board, which is a social club, and it was a fitness class, which was like a hit workout, and then we had time to just like get to know each other and talk. And it was really, really amazing. Mooch taught the class and it was absolutely incredible and so hard. So I'm so excited to have her on the pod to talk about lots of amazing things. She's an incredible person. So welcome to the pod.
2: Thank you. And I promise for everyone listening, I did not pay her too much to say any of those <laughs> things. So
1: <laughs>
2: thank no, it really from you from my heart.
1: I mean it. <laughs> So thank you for coming on. The first question that I always ask anyone coming on is, "What's your zodiac sign?"
2: Oh, I'm a Sag. I'm a Sag. Yeah, love it. I can yep. definitely
1: tell the Sag energy.
2: Yeah, I'm you like running to- three. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm actually two Sag, and um, I actually forgot my third one. Damn. Um, I'm like a a weird breed, and it's so funny that you. ask this. I love that you do because I was just, I just got sent a, um, an Instagram and it's like describing how you show up at the airport in different Zodiac signs. Uh And mine was running to your flight in uh the most unreasonable shoes and literally you guys that is like me to a t i'm always i'm like known for like just (laughs) being the last on the flight and my shoes are always untied and i'm literally running through the airport so like i'm a sag through and through oh my god i love that so
1: much i think sagittarius energy is like so fun and spontaneous and always a vibe so love that a lot and for those who are listening that aren't familiar with your page or who don't know you could you just share a little bit about yourself what you do and how you got started doing what you do.
2: Yeah. So God, how far could I go back a long way? Um, So I started my professional career, as you would say, in a corporate America. I graduated from um, a school in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, moved to New York city for a sales job. Um, Just kind of threw myself in, to be honest, just to like get chewed up and spit out and really learn and grow in a city that will do that to you. Um, So when I moved to New York, I was working for a tech company. Fast forward 10 months later, the tech company was moving out to Denver and I was the first person with my hand up to be like, I want to move out there and start this this company out there. So my CEO sent me out there to start the office out there. And then I started to move into more of like a tech engineer, like a, mm-hmm. or rather a sales engineer role where I was connecting clients with solutions and all of that loved it to a point. Like it was great because it bills. And I was able to travel a lot. I was going up to California every week for a client out there. Um, I worked in media. So like my clients were in media, you know, I got to go watch the voice live. I got to go, you know, do all these really cool things that, you know, when you're in college, you're like, wow, I can't wait to be like in the corporate world, in the real <laughs> world, like really making it. And what I noticed is like, that to me wasn't quote unquote, making it that was like just getting by. And Mm -hmm. so I started in the fitness world. I grew up an athlete and always knew that I wanted to find my way back into athletics. It was a, uh, it was medicinal for me, right? Like athletics and moving my body and understanding the mind body connection was very medicinal for me, for me having grown up with a father who had ALS. And so if you don't know what ALS Mm -hmm. is, it's it's, um, a terminal disease that, you know, it basically disconnects your body from your mind. So you are paralyzed, but your mind is fully intact. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, as an athlete, I leveraged a lot of like that connection to really understand the body. Right. I was like a, um, an anatomy junkie. I was like, how can I find out more about the body and how it moves and why it moves the way it does. So I always knew my, my end goal was going to be something in fitness. What I didn't realize is that a lot of, um, me going into fitness was a mindset game, right? It was the imposter syndrome, the, Oh my God, you're starting a business. How the hell are you ever going to do this? Wait, you're leaving a six figure job, but your health benefits, but this, but that. And so what I recognized is like my why was a lot bigger than, um, the obstacles. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I coach and teach now is like, how can you be bigger than any other circumstance? Right. Because if you're living circumstance, circumstance, who has the power? It's definitely not you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started in fitness, created, um, my first company with my current business partner in 2018, started my second business in 2019. And, you know, have really just been enjoying the ride of like, who knows what's going to be next. Right. And trusting the process along the way.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And it's always
2: so cool to me to
1: hear everyone's journey because it's so easy to look at people and like see where they're at now. But the whole journey is what truly encompasses the, the lifelong process that it is to succeed and to grow. So I love that so much. And so right now you have your fitness business, but then you also do coaching, like mindset coaching for entrepreneurs, right?
2: Yeah. I don't even do fitness coaching anymore. Um, I do it more for fun. (laughs) Um, I work at a studio in Boston and, um, I just really love it. Like that aspect of coaching is so relatable to, um, the aspect of business coaching. And there's so many things that are woven into business coaching from a mindset perspective that are woven into fitness from a mindset perspective. So it aligns very well. And, um, yeah, I just, I love it. Amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I would love for you to get a little bit more into what you were talking about when it comes to obstacles, being in our path and taking risks and believing in ourselves and getting outside of our comfort zone, all these things. It's so easy to think about all of the obstacles. It's so easy to focus on what's hindering you. So how do you move through obstacles or to anyone listening who is feeling that way? What would you say?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think the biggest thing that we don't realize in our current society, and maybe it's years and years of just learning this, right? Um, and years and years of being able to unlearn this, right? Is we are in complete control. And for anyone who's sitting there and you're like, oh my God, my life is spiraling out of control. I don't know what I want to do. I'm in this shitty relationship. I'm stuck on this and that. Everything that we do in our lives from a day-to-day basis is a choice, right? And I even say this to people who will tell me like, Mooch, I'm really stuck in my business. And I'm like, Cool. well, you know, being stuck is actually a choice too. right? And I think just having this realization of everything that you need is really like in, it's in your hands. Like it truly is. And the power is within you. And so the more the more um, inward work you can do to really understand yourself, what triggers you, what you know, blind spots you have, the stronger that you're going to be to any circumstance, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love that quote. Being stuck is a choice. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? And like for someone who's maybe not even realizing that they're making that choice, how to get
2: unstuck. Yeah. So here's sometimes what I'll share with um, my business coach uh, or my business coaching clients is if you are ever in a spot where you're like, damn, I'm so undecisive, like I just can't make up a decision. So like you don't take action inaction is also an action. Right. And so if you can think about being in this place of stuck, you're choosing to stay exactly where you are. You're choosing to label it as stuck. You're choosing to become victim to a circumstance. Right. And not to like say that that's weak or whatever. Right. Like there are plenty of points in my life when I was like, shit, I am stuck. Right. And I had to keep growing that resilience muscle of like, but am I stuck or am I putting myself in a box and just assuming that I don't have any options? Right. And you're, you're an energy person. Like, I feel like we yes. vibe on this <laughs> very much. So. And so like, it's, it's as simple as looking at your energy as something that can shift in a, in a matter of a second, right. It's choosing outward, it's choosing something else. So if you're having this moment of like, shit, I'm stuck. Well, I'm just going to like, stop my feet and stay here know that your choice and your ability to take a step forward is actually dependent on you, not a circumstance, right?
1: Yes, for sure. And I love that you tied that to energy because truly like our energy is in our power. And so protecting our energy and working on our energy is a huge way to like activate that inner power and that inner ability to get unstuck. So for you, what are some ways that you protect your energy or make sure that you stay in a high vibration.
2: Yeah. I love this. And just so I'm clear with everyone, I'm not always in the highest vibration, right? If we all lived at a very high, high vibration, we would actually burn out. And so it's, it's learning and, like befriending the low vibrations as well. Right. And it's knowing that when you are in a low vibration, don't make a decision. Don't have a conversation that is a big, juicy conversation, right? Like operate from a place of high vibration when you can. Um, and when you're in those low vibes, like really like take a minute, sit with it. Right. I think the, um, the trickiest thing that our society has taught us is like good vibes only. I'm like, fuck, excuse my French, but like, fuck that. (laughs) Like, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time because without those lower vibrational moments. like, we won't be able to understand and feel the higher vibrations. Right. So if I'm in a point where I'm stuck um, or I'm feeling like, woe is me, I'm playing victim to every freaking circumstance right now, which happens, right. It's understanding, like, is there a trigger associated with what just happened? Am I rewriting a story and constantly writing the story in my head over and over and over again about why I'm stuck? right? Like, I think the easiest way to describe it is like, think about relationships, right? If you're dating someone and all of a sudden you're like, damn, I don't like the way that this feels. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop this relationship. Right. And you draw a boundary around it. You, you, and you exit the relationship. Right. And then you get into another relationship and that same feeling pops back up. It's rewriting these stories. Right. And so it's almost like when I'm in a low vibrational point, I consider it like a loop, right? It's the circle that I'm drawing in my head. It's a story that's wiring in my head. And the best way to shake that is to take the loop and crack it open, right? And almost like cut the loop in half and disrupt the loop. Right. And so in doing so, like, does it ever feel good? No, not really. Like you're literally journaling. You're probably like cursing yourself out, like (laughs) scribbling in a notebook, right. Trying to break out of this, this cycle. But, um, for me, it's really sitting with it and it's understanding it and it's like calling it forward and really freaking give it a name for, for whatever sake. Right. Um, The second way that I like to shake out of a lower vibration is movement, um, which is why I'm so deeply connected to fitness and the way that our body releases certain things and certain energies move. Like truly energy is, it's a thing that lives inside of you, right? And we can't create it. We can't destroy it. What we have is what we have. And so it's like, it's up to you to really dictate, well, where is that energy being best spent? Right. And so when I'm in a point of stickiness, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to sit with it for five minutes. I'm going to go, you know, for a three mile jog, or I'm going to go take a class or I'm going to go blast some music and dance around. And that's going to be the end of that vibration. So it's, again, it's like making a choice to actually exit, right. And, and to take that loop and actually disrupt it and break it. If that is helpful for anyone. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's so helpful. And I, I truly believe that. And it's so funny because when I go through periods where I kind of fall off of working out, like maybe Mm -hmm. I haven't worked out in a few weeks, my energy feels really off. And then I'll go and I'll do one class or I'll go and walk for a bit. And then I instantly notice how that energy changes. And I really Mm -hmm. think that's a super powerful and like very easy to access tool as well. Whereas like changing the story and changing the narrative is a little more abstract and a little bit harder for people who might have never done that before. But I really think that patterns are so powerful. Like, I love that concept. And that was something that was really helpful for me in my own journey to realizing, mm. like, what stories keep popping up again and again and again. For example, in the past, like, it's not the case anymore, but I used to attract only non-committed guys. Like, guys that just did not want to date me. And mm. it got to a point where I was like, okay, how am I committing? Yeah. Am I showing up as a committed person? So yeah looking at the stories and also looking at how i contributed to the story i think is super important yeah so i think th- taking that step back and thinking about what beliefs do i hold
2: exactly. that are
1: creating these stories and how mm-hmm. am i showing up and what am i doing that's contributing to the story too
2: yeah and it's like where are you constantly enrolling yourself in the same story of like ah, oh, shit you know what i knew this wasn't going to work cuz like no di- no guy ever wants to date me right and you were constantly enrolling ourselves in and this is where like a lot of the ego work that I love doing and I'm sure you love doing right is like that's where a lot of that comes in right because our ego is something there to protect us and here's the thing if anyone hears ego and they're like oh my god she just called me like egotistical or whatever like welcome to being human. You have a freaking ego, right? Like let's be, let's call it what it is. And like in those types of situations where you're rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and, and confirming certain stories that all that is, is like your ego being like, Oh, thank God. She almost, almost got into the deep end, right. Of like making it feel uncomfortable our ego is put there to protect us, to be safe, to feel comfortable, to feel, feel loved, to feel comforted. Right. And so the second that we start to rock that and disrupt that is when, um, you know, that imposter, that fear, or that whatever starts to creep in to help say like, Hey, this is a red flag. Don't go. Right. So oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, for
1: sure. I, I love talking about the ego. I love that yeah. you went into that naturally. Cause I, <laughs> this podcast is like, it's personal growth focused but I love going into spirituality and I think the ego and navigating ego is a topic that kind of bridges that gap and it's a way for you to Mm -hmm. access spirituality and like your mindset but also grow as a person and like you're saying like we all have an ego it's normal it's normal but I saw a post that you made that was talking about choosing the scariest decision or going of the choice that scares you the most And I think that's like super tied to ego. So can you go into that a little bit and making scary choices is a part of your philosophy?
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I am, and my mom has said this about me forever. She's like, you're a risk taker. And I'm like, no, I'm just like a shaker. Like I like to shake things up. Um, I, I think in, again, in that beauty that we have as, as humans and the gifts that we have as humans to actually like choose, right. It's something that I don't, play around lightly with, right? Like I'm going to choose the scariest thing just to see if it works. And like, y- y'all will be surprised that sometimes when you choose the scariest thing and you actually do it, you're like, damn, I had no idea I was that capable. Right. And you start to like expand just in your, um, you know, in your ability to choose what feels really scary. Now, again, I'm not going to like choose something scary where it's like, I'm going to play chicken with the freaking subway. Right. it's I'm going to choose to, uh, take a risk in business. I'm going to choose to end a relationship that doesn't feel good. I'm going to choose to, right. And it's like, it's constantly rewriting a story and giving yourself evidence of creating a new one. Right. Because again, like this ego work, it's like, you know, if you're in business and, um, you're someone that. You know, maybe as you started as an entrepreneur, you know, you had friends that were like, oh, that's such a cute idea, but like, what's your real job, right? Maybe that's a story that you keep telling yourself is like, where's your real job? Like, are you ever going to grow up, right? And speaking from example. Um, and so what happens is now you're on a sales call for your quote unquote, you know, Side hustle or passion project, right? And you already have that in your brain of like, okay, well, this is just like my passion project. So if it fails, whatever, like I'll just get a real job, right? And then all of a sudden you're on a sales call and someone says no to you. And you're like, fuck, I knew it. What you're doing is you're reaffirming your ego to say, like, yeah, maybe I really should go get a real job now. Like maybe I should stop playing around, right? And even in the choice, and this could be like your scariest choice that you make, even in the choice to hear no, you are still presented a yes moment of like, okay, cool. Not this time. Sick. Let's, let's like move forward from this. Right. I tell this to all my entrepreneurs that I work with is like the freaking guy who created Starbucks. Do you know how many no's he got before he got a yes? I think it was like 270 something. Don't quote me on it. Right. Go and Google it. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like Hearing no actually builds your self-esteem until you let the no actually stop you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the ego comes in and it's like, huh, told you so. knew you should go get a real job. Right? Yeah, oh my gosh. that's that's
1: so freaking powerful for people who are listening and are just like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like how can I use no as something to build my confidence and build yeah. my self-esteem? Whereas like, whether it's for a job, a relationship, a new opportunity, a move, what would you say? Like, how can someone change their perspective around receiving a no?
2: Yeah. No is a very powerful tool, um, both knowing how to say no, right. Drawing boundaries, creating like energetic boundaries and also just like boundaries in general. It's also a very powerful word to be able to receive it right? When someone says no to you, there's two interactions that are happening, right? As human beings with egos, what happens is there's two stories occurring. When someone says, no, you're in conversation with someone. There's like an actual exchange of no, I'll use an entrepreneur as an example, just because it's top of mind for me. Right. So if I'm sitting on a call with someone and someone's like, actually, no, I'm good for now. Right. There's one story going on with the person that's actually saying no. And it's not just about, I don't have the money for this. I don't have the time for this. There's something a lot deeper that's encouraging them to say no, because they're not choosing the scary option. It's the ego that's in the way, right? So I always say that money and um, worthiness go hand in hand. There's a direct correlation to if someone says, I don't have the money for this, there's a deeper conversation around this desire to feel worthy. Right, and so if someone says no to you, and you're the entrepreneur on the other end of the phone, say a coach, right, and you're like, okay, yeah, no problem, that's totally fine, no worries, right? Uh, we'll we'll check in in a couple months, no problem, right? What you just reaffirmed for that person is, you know what, you're right, I'm not worthy of this. So in them saying no, and you actually accepting and receiving no, and and not standing for that person, you actually just reaffirm that they're not worthy. Now on your end of it, I'm the entrepreneur and I hear, no, all of these voices in my head are like, oh my God, my mom told me to get a real job when I was 26 and I didn't. Right. Or, oh my God, I knew I should have like ended this. I knew I should have not called this person. Cause like whatever. Right. If you just take no, you're also reaffirming stories on your end. Right. And in the creation of that scary choice and taking a stand for yourself and the other person in that scary choice. Well, now you're starting to rewrite what no actually sounds like for you. Right. And there's a study somewhere, again, don't freaking quote me on this. I read so much shit that like I never know where I get any of this, but there is a study that shows that the more times that you hear no, the stronger your self esteem. So, like, who here, raise your hand if you want to build your self esteem. Me right? Like always I'm constantly looking for ways to strengthen. And so when I hear a no, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like let's do this. Right. Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Let's dance. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I love that. So what I was hearing is kind of like in the example of an entrepreneur with like a client, right. That they like want to onboard to their program or something like that. And the client says, no, it's like the client is affirming that either they like affirming this mindset of I'm not worthy of money or I don't attract money or I don't have enough money or I'm not worthy of investing in myself and then on the side of the coach or the entrepreneur it's like I am not worthy of receiving this energetic exchange or I yep. am not good enough as a coach yep. or maybe I was meant I'm not meant to be doing this or these beliefs yep. the self-limiting beliefs that are getting in the way on both ends
2: yeah yeah it's like the mind is a very, very like beautiful, smart, intelligent thing. It can also be super damaging. Right. And there's two interactions that really do happen in there. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We just want to like live our best life. Right. And as soon as we can peel back those layers of like, Oh shit, they told me no. So I'm not good enough. So I'm not going to fight for them. Like fight for your freaking people, man. We're all at the end of the day. Our desire is like, we want our lives to matter right? If we can peel back all these objections or all these reasons to not go for the scary thing, like our lives matter. And we want to feel that we want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to feel loved, connected, all of that. Right. And what lies on the surface of that are all these little obstacles and these like, you know, feelings and fears and and all of that. And so it's really like being able to peel back those layers, whether, you know, you're going for the promotion or you're, you know, you're trying to onboard a new client or whatever it may be.
1: For sure. Yeah. And so I think for anyone listening, the best thing you can do is notice these blocks that you face. Notice the no's that you get. Notice the things that you're not like giving yourself a chance to really fight for. And then think about why and what beliefs you have about that. Like do you actually believe that you're worthy yeah. of that thing that you want. And then mm. what can you do to like reframe that no or use that no to
2: your advantage? Exactly. And One more thing to add to that, because I love that. I love that you're giving like actionable takeaways and steps for people to really like dive in. I would say before all of that, like notice your own reaction when you hear no, are you triggered by that? Are you, do you shut down? Do you get excited? Do you get defensive? Do you want to call everyone stupid? Like what actually happens at that time where you're receiving a no, or you're giving a no? Right. Like sometimes in giving a no to, like, if I say, nah, I'm good. I don't really want this coaching program. Is that me saying I'm not worthy of this? Is that me saying, you know, I, you know, don't deserve this, or I don't want to spend this money on me. Like I feel selfish or guilty. Right. And that's actually a beautiful tool for you guys to recognize as well, as you're going through this process.
1: For sure. That's such a good tip as well. And I think you kind of mentioned money mindset a bit and it's like very tied to this as well, especially when you're like investing in yourself or when you are an entrepreneur or you're like looking to like get a raise at work or like in any situation, even when it comes to like spending money on like the coffee you love or whatever. I think money is such a taboo thing for so many people and it's something I'm really passionate about and I think our money mindset is really important. So can you share a
2: bit about
1: your view on how to strengthen your money mindset, how over your journey you've
2: worked on it. Absolutely. So just to give everyone a little bit of backstory, I grew up in a very Italian family. Um, to this day, I think my grandmother still has like random hundred dollar bills buried in her backyard because she didn't trust the bank. Right. So when she immigrated here, it was like, no, 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 I'm not going to give my money. Like I worked really hard for that. I'm going to hide it. Right. So it was always like this, this, uh, relationship with money that was like paranoid right. Or scarcity based it's fear-based, right. That's it. Um, and so for me, it was, uh, really understanding that and seeing like, okay, maybe that's not the only way that this actually works. Right. Like I don't want to be finding hundred dollar bills in a coffee can 10 years later, it's understanding and being aware of like how it doesn't work for you. Right. So first things first is like draw awareness. Where are things not working for you when it comes to your money mindset, if you don't like something and the way that it is done currently, fucking change it. It's a choice. You can choose to step forward and say like, yeah, I don't really agree with that. And that doesn't really fit with me. That doesn't really align with me. Right. One thing I will say is our society has correlated not only money to worthiness, but like numbers to worthiness. Right. So I started in fitness. Um, a lot of my journey was like, you know, I'll be the most successful, the healthiest version of myself. Once that scale says a certain number. Right. Right we assign number to worth. And so whether it's money, whether it's weight, whether it's followers on Instagram, whether it's friggin' how many people show up to your event, it's always number based. And so if we can peel back even the layers of money, where do numbers actually dictate how worthy you are? Right. Cause this applies across the board. It's not just money. Right. And we're seeing like, you know, with fricking TikTok and Instagram and social media, everyone feels more worthy when they have more followers. And I'm like, eh, mm, that's a fad diet. I will not get behind. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's beyond money. It's, it's numbers. Right. And so I would say for money mindset specifically, and looking at money as one of those numbers that dictates worth is like, uh, one of the things that we coach is like, have you ever written a note, a letter, a love letter or a hate letter to money? Truly write one like money, dear money. You've given me this. You've created all of this tension in my life. Like literally write to it as, as you would like a human or a separate entity in your life. Right. Because once we can start to draw that awareness to it and call it forward and say like, yo, I see you money. Like you're really creating all this bullshit in my life that I don't need. Well, the more aware we become of it, right. And the sooner we can heal it. So if you're someone who is dealing with, I don't really know why I don't want to like spend, you know, money on a coach, but like, I'll go drop $300 a month on freaking Starbucks. Let's, let's start writing a letter to, to, uh, to money right now. And what you might find is like your relationship with money started maybe when you were a kid. Maybe it was like, every time you walked into a store, your parents wanted to buy you something to reward you. Right. And then all of a sudden you can't buy yourself certain things because you don't have the money for it. And now you're, you're feeling worthless. Right. So you might start to connect and it's again, it's that story conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: I love everything that you said. And I think especially how you tied it back to our Family and our upbringing, and the people we surround ourselves with. Like, for example, your grandma example, I think for me, a huge part of healing my money mindset was doing that, was really observing how my parents think about money and talk about money. Like, for example, like there's all these notions of, oh, like if there's a great sale or like anything like that, it's a great time to spend your money. Or like if you're going to buy clothes, like only buy it at Marshall's or you have to work really hard. To, to make money like you can easily change those beliefs, just like we we're talking about the beliefs about yourself and the ability for you to like take a scary choice or really believe in yourself. The same thing applies to money, because if you say money is abundant and I'm easily attracting money every day into my life, and if you say money is scarce and it's really hard to make money, you're creating two very different realities. So. 100%
2: and i always say like just like being stuck as a choice well so is abundance right like abundance is it's not like the more you have right and this is again what comes back to like circumstantial and like and really basing your worth on certain circumstance or the power that you have on certain circumstances like It's not about what you have, like living an abundant life doesn't mean you have more things or more money or more jewelry or the cars or the relationship, whatever, right? That's not abundance. Abundance is actually a choice. Like I have two feet, I'm sitting in a chair under a roof. I have my air conditioner on, or actually, I I actually have a space heater on, but, uh, Welcome to May in Boston, um, but like it's actually recognizing your your presence, right? And and actually finding gratitude. Abundance is gratitude, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that was my next transition because I was gonna love say A reel that you made about gratitude and like you were writing down gratitudes, and that's what I always say to my friends, to the people on this podcast, to like my community is that. When you shift into a gratitude mindset and you write a gratitude list that is as long as possible from saying like, I'm grateful for this desk. I'm grateful for this mic. I'm grateful for my hair. I am grateful for my skin. I am grateful for water. Like you can literally write an endless list. And just by doing that, you're acknowledging the abundance in your life. Spot on. Right. Spot on. I love that. I absolutely love that. Amazing. Yeah. I'm glad we're in alignment. We're on the same. Totally.
2: Yeah. I'm like, Uh, this is, this is great.
1: Amazing. One other thing I really want you to touch on is self-trust. I think people listening will definitely relate to this. And it's something I've worked on as well. It's like, how do you get to the point of trusting yourself to pursue that thing that you dream of, to really believing that what you dream of is possible for you, or even trusting yourself with smaller things? Just what does self-trust mean to you? And how can someone just start trusting themselves?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes back to this conversation of like, where are we giving our power away? Right. And that's like the first realization and uh, and piece of awareness that we can really look into is like, okay, if we don't trust ourselves, well, what are, where are we putting trust? And like, who's to say that that thing or that person or that situation is actually trustworthy. Right. When I was, growing up, I never really had like a huge challenge around trusting others. It was more like I trusted everyone until proven wrong. And I think one thing that I'm really, really grateful for is having that mindset of like, I'm going to trust and in creating trust in myself, I'm actually attracting trust. Right. And so I always say this and it's like, again, it's super elementary and there's obviously so much depth to it, but like what you want to be in the world and what you want to attract in the world, you must be at first, because if I didn't know what trust was, right, I couldn't actually go actively seek real true trust, right? If that makes sense. And so for me, it was like a lot of self-practice around affirmations, right? Gratitude, trusting that my gratitude was going to bring more abundance into my life, right? Trusting that if I wanted something, I needed to be at first right? I always say like, if you want love, if you're looking for a relationship, if you're looking for like whatever love, like you have to be love first. You, you won't be able to give love unless you love. Right. And same with trust. It's like one of those energies that like it grows based on how well you nurture it and how well you carry it and how often you're talking about it and living it right. And being it. So, um, yeah, I think in terms of, Like practicing trust. It's, it's honestly, it's so much affirmation work, right? Like it's going to feel really weird at the beginning. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to be like, I trust you or like, I'm deserving of trust. Right. And you're going to like almost mock yourself to a point where you're like, fuck now I'm living it. Like, this is amazing. Right.
1: Yeah, it really is wild how affirmations like in repetition and over time really make a difference. Like they really, really can change your reality. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, like with the example of a relationship, I was attracting all these non-committed guys. But then when I started realizing that I wasn't showing up with commitment in my life or showing commitment to the things in my life, that was what I was going to keep attracting if I kept repeating that on my own end and so even with trust for example like a way to also build self-trust could even be the opposite like are you trusting other people are you trusting the universe are you trusting your external environment the people you love Yep. and then when you emanate that trust you're automatically also trusting yourself there is this one thing in like the laws of the universe I don't know if you know the law of oneness Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are all one in the same. So you trusting someone else is the same as you trusting yourself, because at the end of the day, we're all souls in a human body. That means we're all the same.
2: Yeah, I love that. And I think, too, just to like piggyback off of that, it's it's really interesting how things that are coming to us are a great mirror for what we can change and shift in our own lives. Right. So similar to your feeling and vibe around, like, why am I always attracting like these really like non-committal men or people that don't want to date me? They just want to like whatever. Right. And what you did so beautifully and graciously, which I know this is really hard is to say like, huh, is it not like, is it me? That's the problem. There's no problem here. It's just, it doesn't align with you. Right. So it's looking inward to say like, well, what am I actually putting out into the universe? Because here's the thing, everyone listening, like, and if you write anything down from this, write this down is you attract what you are, not what you want. You attract what you are, not what you want. Right. And so it's the same as like, if you were to order you know, at a restaurant, call the restaurant, the universe. Right. And you're like, yeah, I'll have a pizza. And the universe is like, uh, okay, I'm going to give you a pizza then, but it's a pizza with pepperonis and all this shit that you don't want on it. You forgot to tell them that you're vegan, you're allergic to olive oil and you don't want bread. Right. So if you're ordering a pizza, order a fucking pizza, like really call in what you want on that pizza. Right. I know that's like a very like weird <laughs> analogy but like that's how the universe works. No, I want a gluten-free, cheese-free, pepperoni pizza with ranch on the side. Well, then if you can ask for that and tell the universe, the restaurant universe what you want, like that's what you'll get. Right? Yes. Exactly.
1: You attract what you are. I think that's so beautiful. And I, I love the concept of mirrors as well because I think yeah. it's really powerful to like look at life that way. And even in like a positive light to like synchronicities, for example, like when totally. you're like trying to manifest something and then you start noticing like all these people around you talking about that thing you want or whatever. Like it's just a mirror of your thoughts of the things you're like focusing your energy on and all that. And I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I clearly you share like very similar beliefs and all that. And yeah. I think spirituality is a part of what you teach. So I would love for you to also share a bit of how you came into contact with spirituality the first time, like what that moment of like awakening your connection to that was like for you?
2: Yeah, Uh, I've never been asked that. And I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a big portion of my upbringing was, you know, I grew up in a Catholic family, but I was never drawn to um, a specific religion. I, from a very young age remember, Remember seeing like things, people, animals as like souls, truly like. And I know I'm, I know I sound like out there, and it's it really. No, this is is literally
1: Luna the podcast. We're still over here. It's okay. Okay,
2: good. But I just started recognizing like souls. I'm a super empathetic person. Um, I feel deeply, and I when I feel, it's like there, it's deep, right? And you know, a big part of my dad being essentially sick most of my childhood I mean, he was diagnosed when I was nine and he passed when I was 18. Right. And so most of my childhood was like learning how to communicate without words. It was really feeling deeply for someone who's in pain, right? It's understanding social cues. It's understanding not even social cues. It's understanding, um, you know, how to be in complete silence with your brain. It's understanding how to release a a lot of shit that's going on in your brain. It's so I feel like just that journey of, um, okay, I could let this circumstance be the shittiest circumstance of my life, or I could let it be a lesson. Right. And I don't think that it could have been both at the same time. Right. And, um, I do feel like grief is a very, very beautiful teacher in a lot of different ways. And for me, it taught me a lot about spirituality and really staying connected. Like even to this day, I mean, I'm coming up on my dad's 14th anniversary of his passing. It's actually this Friday. And even to this day, like every birthday, every anniversary, I write him a card and like, I do feel like it's received. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I get
2: all these really random signs yesterday. I got one. Yeah. Um, and I look at angel numbers and I look at, and I listen to it. And so it's, again, it's like, what are you willing to listen to? And as I started to be open more and more to, okay, maybe he's gone from a physical perspective, but like, there's definitely, where does your soul go? Cause I see all these souls. Like, I know they go somewhere, right? And the sooner that you're able to just listen to signs, to the universe, to uh, little synchronicities in your life like, it's not a coincidence. It's really not like, get out of your head, stop listening to your ego. It's not a fucking coincidence. It's actually happening for you. And, um, you know, I, I do think that life in so many ways is completely laid out for us in the way that it needs to. And again, like the more that we listen and look and feel into that, the sooner we like feel connected to, Source or home, or whatever um, you want to call it. But I do think it was like just my upbringing and this slow progression of like learning and lessons and disconnecting from like what should need needs to look like. Right. Like I didn't grow up in a standard household where I have two parents, a brother, two dogs, a white picket fence. Like I didn't have that. And who's to say that that's fucking normal anyway? Right. And so for me, it was like leaning away from societal shoulds and listening into signs and um, and lessons. Yeah,
1: that's so beautiful. And I'm really proud of you for like still connecting to him, you know, even now, because I've read multiple books about like signs and how the universe connects mm-hmm. with us. And like there's this one book called Signs, a secret language of the universe. Okay. I don't know if you've never heard of it, but I it's haven't read it no about like how to communicate to past loved ones and how they show up like as very obvious signs. And it was written by a psychic and a medium who like would meet with families who like maybe Love. lost a significant other a parent or a wife or husband, like anyone in their family. And then the psychic would be like, okay, your husband is gonna send you a dragonfly or a deer, or whatever, and like the next day, you're like very obviously, these signs would show up. And the universe and our loved ones and souls are always communicating with us. And I mm-hmm. align with everything you said. So I think that's a super beautiful progression. And I think everyone's spiritual journey also evolves so uniquely. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing about every person's experience. Thank you for sharing. And. To close off the episode, I always like asking people some like rapid fire questions. Beautiful. Let's get into it. The first one is a fun one. It's do you prefer coffee or matcha?
2: Oh, I go through so many phases. I actually gave up coffee for about three years, and now I'm on mm-hmm. a coffee train again. Um, right now, <laughs> uh, I would say I would say coffee right now. Coffee is probably more aligned right now, but I'll probably in four to six months be back to matcha. What's your coffee order? Uh, okay. Um, I actually don't order. I always make it at home because it's the best, Mm -hmm. but I have a, um, if anyone's ever in the Boston area, go to nourish your soul. It's a beautiful little juice spot, um, vegan plant-based, all of that. And they make the most ridiculous almond milk. So I'll do, I'll do three shots of espresso with that mm-hmm. almond milk over it. And it is so good. Wow. That sounds so good. Yep. Energizing.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Second question is what does connecting to your higher self mean to you?
2: It means it's not about me, it means it's about the people that I get to impact on the world. I think once you are connected to a higher power of yourself, It's almost like it's not about your physical being. It's not about the person that you are right now. It's about getting really uncomfortable to elevate consciousness, to elevate vibration, to elevate the world and getting out of your kind of your ego space and more into like your source space.
1: Beautiful. I love that. Okay. The next question is, are there any books that have impacted you or that you would recommend to anyone listening?
2: Yeah, the four agreements is something that I probably read just about every single year and it's it's honestly just like a beautiful reminder for anything in life, right? It's very applicable to business, it's very applicable to relationship, to career, to all of that um and I'm sure, you know, you have probably read it multiple times as well. I love a it's a book that my business partner actually recommended to me when I was going through a breakup. It was it's called Conscious Uncoupling. I don't know if you've read it. It's really really good if you are in a space of just change in relationship. This can be relationship to self. It can also be relationship to significant others, business partners, whatever it may be. Um, and I think it's really powerful. I love Mike McAlowitz. He's an author that is a very near and dear friend of, of mine. Um, he's more in the business world. So he wrote toilet paper entrepreneur. He wrote fix this next profit first. Um, so if you guys are in the business space, I would highly recommend any of his books as ones that you know, I could reread all the time because you always get something from it. So
1: I love that so much. Yeah. And it's so funny. I always ask this question for my guests and so many people say the four agreements or the Ugh, just... soul or the power of now, which for me were like three. Yes. Marking. Yes. With. So yeah, yeah. I love that you threw in some different options as well. Good. Yeah. And do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by?
2: Oh, uh, again, phases. Like I do think that I live and breathe possibilitarian like I've been called a possibilitarian for a lot of my life um and just showing people what's possible and so for me it's leaning into where do I need strength in order to be that version of myself of like showing people it's possible. So I would say honestly based on our episode today like you attract what you are right like and that reminder of just like being love, being trust, right? There's no space and time for judgment and criticism and fear when you're like living at a higher level, right? Um, And when you're living like outside of your own self, right? For others. For sure. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Last question is if someone did not hear anything from this episode and they just heard this part, what would you want to leave them with?
2: (laughs) Um. probably not an, um, Mm. (laughs) I would want them to hear that whatever space they're sitting in right now, wherever they're listening to this little short blurb of an episode, it's possible for you and you are one choice away from changing your entire life. Go for the scary choice. Go for the one that feels really uncomfortable and see what's available to you on the other side. Amazing love it.
1: Amazing. Cherry on top.
2: Beautiful.
1: <laughs> awesome. Can you share with everyone listening where they can find you, follow you, work with you, plug yourself?
2: Absolutely. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're looking for business consulting, support, growing your business, starting your business, um, you can find us at 90 days, CEO on Instagram um, you can find me at CMOOCH, C M O O C H. I like to think I'm funny over there, but I don't really know. Um, but please feel free to connect with me over there. And if you're like, I don't really know what to say, just drop me a line that says Luna podcast, and we can jam on that. Um, and continue this conversation over there. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. This was so much fun.
1: I think everyone took away so much value and I will oh, also link, to all of your accounts on the description for anyone who enjoyed and we are listening and you liked this episode, share it on your story and tag both of us. And thank you again. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?